before I start, I just like to say this has been the hardest podcast I've ever had to make. Life's like a box of chocolates. Here in Shepherd, little spatulas, wooden spoons. It's a Shepherd. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Oh, it's Shepherd's. Woo! Kitchens can be scary. Yo, we could slip on some dairy. Oh no, there goes Mary Berry. Oh, it's Shepherd's. Woo! These are genuine real tales. None of them include the eight gaff mayo. They are all chef tales. Ooh, chef tales. Woo Every day he's making jet tales. Woo Hello and welcome to the Chef Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Bombhead, Muddy Boy, MJPJ. Matthew John Philip Jones, son, father, husband, chef, and podcaster. These podcasts are about stories that happen in kitchens, things that go on in my life, and any silly shit I like to add to it as well. So, naturally, our first week at the golf club was a full on busy one. Two functions, a golf society, and a barbecue, which was for our official launch. And obviously on top of that, prepping for the uh, for the club menu, thrown into the mixer as well. It was eventful to say the least. Where do I start? Oh yeah, I know. Um, so of course, so a golf society, so a two course lunch menu, beer battered fish and chips, and citron tart, lemon tart for twenty one golfers. Bear in mind the last caterer that was there. Six months ago, the fryers were covered in clean, with cling film, and the and the oil looked pretty new. To be fair, so I thought, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll use that. Chips were blanched, mushy peas on, seasoned flour ready, beer better made. The setup of the kitchen, the setup of the ovens, etc. Well, whoever did the design of the kitchen needs to be fucking shot. As a, that's for a start. But I'll describe it the best I can. So you've got a, a big old gas oven. Four hobs. Next to that there's a turbo fan oven. Decent size. Could be possibly move on to a table. Next to that is a double fryer. Directly above the double fryer is a salamander. A grill. Fucking hell. So I'm there. Watching the world go by. Stirring my mushy peas. And I hear the fryer make an unusual sound. A sound I've heard before. Like a rumble. That fucker is going to go any second. I said in my head. Two seconds later. And a massive rumble. And the fryer fucking erupts. And I shit you not. Shoots hot oil eight foot into the fucking air. Covering everything in sight. Thankfully though. I was six foot away from it. Fuck me. I shouted. Lynn, the lady in the bar, comes rushing in. Are you okay? No, not really. The fryer erupted like a volcano. It's just covered the ceiling. When I said I wanted a golden, sh- when I said that I wanted a golden shower, this wasn't what I had in mind. That was a joke, by the way. Mark, the manager, 
heard it from downstairs and he thought that it was thunder. The thing is though, the fryer had been on for two hours before that. And, you know, it didn't get angry. But I had to have a plan B because people were going to be eating soon. So I had to use my own fries instead. As well as cleaning all the fucking walls, ceilings and floor of fucking of not hot, but greasy fucking oil. Just what I wanted to do with my fucking, you know, my first day. So, yeah, we had the barbecue for 121 golfers, 120 golfers, sorry, on the Saturday for a charity event. Bacon baps first thing in the morning, 7 o'clock. And then from 12 onwards, the barbecue. Simple stuff, though. Butcher's quality, butcher's quality sausage, butcher's quality burger, house baked beans, aka dirty beans, that's the name that will stick now, potato salad and coleslaw, again, made made all fresh, no bought in shit. So we're into our third week providing our services at the golf club and the feedback has been amazing. The other day I could hear one of the members ask if... Um, they could order breakfast and if they could have my dirty beans, which is my own in-house made baked beans. When he was told that we do have them, I think he came a little bit because this sound that came out of him just showed how excited he was. I forgot to mention the other day, I forgot to mention that I missed my second jab. One of the functions went on for longer than it should have. So in doing so, um, I had to travel about 40 miles to get it done. Well, it's done now anyway. I just want to reiterate what I said at the beginning. This has been the hardest one I've ever had to make. The in-laws had the kids from seven in the morning and we had said to them that we would be roughly finishing around four. Bearing in mind, it was obviously just me and Charlotte. I sent a text to um, to the mother-in-law at 10 to six and said that we're ready. She dropped the kids back, asked how it all went and finished up by saying that she now has to make it up to Dave because we said that we finished at four. Excuse me. Wow. I'm sorry that we weren't spot on with the finishing time. I'm sorry that you had to look after your grandkids for another two hours. What a fucking joke. I've been holding off doing a podcast about this for a very long time. As it's very personal, of course, but fuck it. I did say to a friend... That has been a blessing to the skies. I don't mean Dave's cancer. Or Dave having cancer. I quickly added. I meant going back to just me and Charlotte. In regards to the catering company. Dave is cancer free now. He's one lucky bastard. It still comes with hassle though. Just being me and Charlotte. Running the uh, the catering company. I feel that the in-laws. Have acted a little bit childish. and uh, And are possibly a bit jealous. And I've told Charlotte this. If you didn't want us to be involved anymore, you should have said so. Blah, 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 blah. Is what Charlotte got one week before we started at the golf club. Their nose was put out of joint because we had a last minute booking, a barbecue. Um, We put a post on social media and they weren't told about it. We got a message saying, oh, did you get, did you do a function? And Charlotte messaged and said, yeah, it was, it wasn't last minute, but we told him it was. But, oh God, what have we done? We haven't let them know. Well, there's two things to consider now. Number one, there's no need to inform them anymore. Number two, it's not like we dropped the kids on them to look, for them to look after, like you know, just out of the blue. 
So they basically said that they will only babysit the kids every now and again. So it's hassle to have your grandkids now and then, is it? Okay. I said, that's fine. If that's the way they want to play it and act like kids, then they won't see their grandkids. I didn't mean that, of course. I was just so fucking angry. So upset. Charlotte is disappointed in her parents. Rightfully so. Me, on the other hand, I'm not surprised. They live five minutes away from our new venue. Not five miles. Five fucking minutes. They don't go out. Even before the pandemic hit, they didn't. Apart from looking after their horses and feeding them, that was it. Yes, of course, they had, they did help us with the cake. But there's nothing. Nothing. There isn't, you know, any ties. Some famous quotes that um, that I've heard over the years. You'll never make a living out of doing this. When we had ants coming into the cafe, I said to Dave, what can we do about it? Nothing was his uh, reply. Oh, okay then. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> when we were looking to be the registered caterers at the sports club, I've done a podcast about this one, Living in a Dream World, I think it's called, five or six years ago, the whole idea came about when I'd helped out the manager there a few times and he had asked if I was interested in taking over the catering. My ears pricked up, obviously, and I told Charlotte, who then told her mum and dad, and before you know it, Dave, the father-in-law, was invited to the meeting. So the in-laws were interested in doing it with us, although, again, there was there was no discussion. Are you happy about them coming in? I didn't say anything. I thought, okay, all right. So I'm sitting down there with Dave and the managers, finding out the previous caterers takings for the year. Dave then piped up and said, well, we'll easily double that. Sweet, I thought, we're on the same page. When we got there, though, the in-laws were happy just being there the three days a week at the club, Thursday, Saturdays and Sundays, the busiest days, and they were not willing to try and drum in business on the other days. Whereas, yes, you guessed it, me and Charlotte were up for it. So doubling our earnings was a complete load of bollocks, basically, if you're not willing to give things a try. We did... Me and Charlotte try out a few a few times and we made some money, but we also thought, hang on, we're doing this and we're not even getting a you know, then they're not even considering it or even giving us a pat back pat on the back for it. So instead, what we did is we made sandwiches and cakes to for the takeaway, etc. on those three days, the Thursdays, the Saturdays and the Sundays. Why are you doing them for? was the question we received. Take pressure off the kitchen. And make us some more money, obviously. It did, and was a hit. And again, no well done for our efforts or the idea. That was just um, that was just normal. Don't get me wrong. We enjoyed working together. We had some fucking good times and some good laughs, etc. Yeah, we fight. We had finally got a decent base for the outside catering. Something that I've been trying to sort out for a number of years. Instead of doing it prep at home. In our tiny fucking kitchen. Functions were at the venue. And obviously we had the outside catering as well. So it was ticking all of my boxes. It was where I want. It was the direction that I wanted the company to be in. Dave wasn't happy though. When I was preparing for outside functions. though At the sports club. On those days that we were working. Even though they were fully aware. That we had bookings. Did I care? Did I fuck? 
not in the slightest. Thankfully, the indoors were only part of the sports club catering then, then, or so I thought. Charlotte, bless her, asked them a few months in if they wanted to be partners with us for the catering, for the outside bits. I don't recall discussing it, uh, discussing it with me beforehand, but she was thinking of me, and I know that. They agreed. So now not only was the sports club split 50-50, but the outside catering was too, 50-50. They didn't mind me prepping for the functions then, after that. Funny, eh? Always. Dave always has an opinion for everything. And I do mean everything. The amount of prep for a function, the amount of food left from the function, whether it be for a big roast, a big hog roast or a barbecue, the amount of food that I put on a plate, is that it? Oh my god, look at look at the amount of food. Was was comments that I got and I just had to block it out. He always thought that he was right. Don't get me wrong, there's times when I think that I'm right, but he always thinks he's right with everything. You'll never well, I've said the one, yeah, I've said the classic, you'll never get make a living out of this was his was his um <laughs> his quote. Why are Kate was doing it then? Why why is there fucking thousands however many of Kate was doing that you know they're not doing it just for the fucking fun of it um I can remember being laid into when we had the calf because I because of these paninis that I had ordered by him and I was thinking who the fuck are you when we did have the calf when we all used to be in there because we all we all wanted to and it was all new and exciting and, and a new adventure. Charlotte would make the point of telling customers that I make a lot of the stuff. The bread, the baked beans, ice creams, Canadian pancakes, you name it. And she was proud to tell the customers that. One time springs to mind that she did do that. And Dave made a point of coughing straight after the Matt makes to basically make Charlotte correct herself and say we make everything here that was pretty funny i could have piped up and said um no dave it is just me i never told charlotte to come out of any of that and i never had a problem with her saying it either obviously though there was a problem for dave and his ego people who knew us knew that i may that i make a lot of stuff fresh instead of buying it in Again, I think that's where the jealousy kicks in, to be honest. I would get grief if I if I took another booking. Um, so I took um, another booking and we had two in one day. Chefs do that. Chefs are the masters of multitasking. Chefs do that. And if we want to succeed and be successful with the with catering company, you have to be willing to do so. I think that all of our functions that we've done for the catering company, I can count, of all the functions that we've done, I can count on one hand how many I haven't actually done myself. Suggesting hiring a chef to do functions was a touchy subject. All in all, I felt like, I felt like there was a bit like a, a bit like a dictatorship. You can't do functions whilst we're on holiday, we were told. I thought, um, yes we are, and so we did. And uh, where did it go? Straight in my sky rocket, of course. They found out about one that we did whilst they were away on holiday because Charlotte forgot to hide a food invoice. 
and they gave us grief. Did I care? I didn't care at all. <laughs> um, but poor Charlotte, though, has always been stuck in the middle um, when when it was us four for the catering company, and that's what unfortunately happens when you're working with family. They would moan about me and say that they don't like the things that I do or something on the menu doesn't sell. You need to tell Matt to change this or you need to ch- you need to tell him to change that. And then she would think, oh, fucking hell. Or she would keep shit from me because she, she knew that it would piss me off. And I would complain about them because they wouldn't clean the griddle properly or they wouldn't brush or mop the floor because they felt it, it didn't need to. Why is there an issue cleaning the fucking floor? EHO would have fucking loved to hear about that one, I'm sure. It was fucking petty and it was unfair on Charlotte. And it drove me fucking insane. It just it was just fucking stupid little shit like, I don't know, we put Hessian bags down down the side of our cafe just to make it, you know, make it look homely and yeah, that kind of stuff. And then Dave just cut a hole, massive hole in one of them, just so a plug socket could be seen for people to plug their phones in. And basically just said, fuck you, Matt, I'm doing that. And something like that really did piss me off. Um, but if if we left some dirty plates in the sink and it was me and Charlotte working um, that day, and Dave and Lynn were in the following day, we got we got it in the air hole. We got it. We were fucking because if we had to like I don't know, pick up something from the cafe the following day, you know, we would get it as if it was you know we'd fucking I don't know left the place a complete shithole. It was OTT. But when they would leave it in the state, could we say anything? You know, we, we were part owners of the business, of the cafe. Could we say anything to them? Of course. Could be bollocks. We all made a, a number of errors with that cafe. We all should have done our homework in regards to why the previous owner hadn't sold in six months when it was on the market, and he only had free viewings. The bad reviews on TripAdvisor, lots of customers mentioned that the owner was rude. There's two red flags right there. We should have changed the name of the cafe from day one. I stick by that, and so does Charlotte. Obviously, they would differ. We were too inconsistent with opening times and closing times. We had times where Charlotte was ill, and the cafe would close. I took it upon myself to work alone, just to get money in a till and and obviously to make sure we were still open um, and to make it still happen. The in-laws would sometimes shut up 1pm if if though there was like hardly anybody in. And so bearing in mind we were on the door it said 3.30 that would be open till. So that doesn't give customers any, you know, you're coming in there regularly at 2 o'clock and then 1 o'clock, 1.30 is closed. They ain't going to come back. They ain't going to come back next week. Um, we had a busy week of functions in the evening, uh, one, one particular week, and, in the, and the in-laws suggested that we shut for a few days after. I was against it, of course, but it still happened. I could see the inconsistency and knew it would affect the cafe business, and sure enough, it did. Unfortunately, after our holiday, 
um, yeah, a couple of years ago, none of them, including Charlotte, wanted to go step back into the cafe, all except me. Their enthusiasm had just gone. That was pretty much the end of the cafe. Yeah, I was I was looking forward to going back, making my own bread, this, that, and the other. Oh, I was the only, yeah, I was on the toll on that one. But um, the icing on the cake for me, with um, with things that happened and that kind of stuff, was around two years ago, a Burns night, uh, which is you know. Um, Burns night, haggis, haggis night basically. Uh, when Dave asked me what haggis and tatties was, when I told him, when I told him what it was, I immediately got the reply, "No, I'm sorry, Matt. Haggis is not with blah 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 blah. It's, it's this, is what I got." I sat back for a second, took in my surroundings. One of the group of the club, of this club, was stood, I don't know, ten foot away from us. And I had a me, myself, and Irene moment and thought about all of the times I was put down by him, interrupted by him. It's something that I can't stand being interrupted but by anyone. I would go through how did they... I'd be going through how did they... Um, things would be going through... Going through the preparation of how they would be going and then he would just start talking about something completely fucking irrelevant and talk over me. And I would just sit there thinking, okay, don't say anything. But anyway, yeah, um, all the things yeah, judged on my organised, judged on my organisation skills, my technical skills, leadership, knowledge, everything to do with my fucking career over the past twenty five years, where I bit my lip from people taking the piss out of me. I just took a deep breath and said, I cannot believe you, Dave. I really can't, and walked off. Mic drop and then walked out. He fucked off and sat in the car. Lynn and Charlotte were somewhere else in the building. He said that I'd swore at him and spoken to him like shit. I know full well that I didn't and would swell my kids' lives that that was the case. So I had Charlotte on my back after that, all upset. What I truly wanted to say to him didn't come out either because somebody else was there. So naturally, that left things very awkward between us. Me being the bad guy, of course. Fucking me. I had to apologise because the words sorry rarely came out of his mouth. He did say it twice to me when he was bang out of order, but that's, you know, there's been numerous times. But anyway, I'm, uh, I'm grateful for what they've helped us with. Don't get me wrong, I am. In regards to functions and everything, it hasn't been easy by no stretch of the imagination. A wedding we had booked in the middle of nowhere, basically. Okay, there was an electrical supply, but that was about it. I had to make up a kitchen from scratch. Kitchen set up, as well as ordering, prep lists, equipment lists, staffing, the fucking lot. A load of other shit I can't even remember. Hours upon hours of preparation. This week of the wedding was stressful, of course. An argument with Charlotte, with Lynn and Dave present and they got involved something that my old dear would never ever ever do and it ended up with Lynn saying something along the lines I have to apologise to the others because of how your husband is I thought wow thanks for the lovely words you two both try and do my job yeah and see how far you'll get 
I ain't no saint. I'm not saying I am. Nobody's fucking perfect. When Archie spoke to the um, members of staff that day that, for that wedding, for that function, apart from one person, I knew everybody else. My old dear was there with her partner because they got me out of a shit because I had a couple of letdowns. And I'm very grateful for that. I said to them all, I said, okay, I just want to say, if I'm short with you, it's not meant personally, it's just me being in the zone. It was something along those lines, as I basically said. And then Lynn came up to me and said, oh, that was nice. Obviously, she had forgotten the words that she had said to me a few days prior to that. Would I, would I have done anything different? I think so. I'm not sure the in-laws would have been part of the catering company had I'd known um, what they what they would be like. Do I think that the in-laws held us back from you know progressing? I do 100%. If they didn't agree with something, then what we had put forward, then obviously we wouldn't do it. They agreed for us to do roasts after we'd asked numerous times at the cafe. Not straight away, but this was like, this was, oh, I don't know, months, like, changing the name. It took fucking forever. Only for them to completely do a U-turn and then say no. So that you can understand the frustration. To get people talking about the cafe, I said, let's, let's do a challenge. Let's do the pancake challenge. So it was to eat 21 Canadian pancakes with bacon and maple syrup, yogurt and honey, and a couple of milkshakes to down in half an hour. If you eat there, if you eat everything, you don't pay. But if you don't, and you fail, it was thirty pound, something like that. I wrote it all up on the chalkboard, put it, um, put it on the wall. People noticed it. People got talking about it. Even a couple of people said that they'll be doing it. A week later, they wanted me. A week later, I was told to take it down. No words can describe how pissed off I was. Deliveries, you know, said about doing food deliveries using a couple of companies. For the um, for the cafe, what if we get busy? Well, that's the whole point of a delivery. So then you can just do it up, and then that person can fucking take it. And but no, deliveries weren't allowed. Putting a review card for customers after the meal. This was again at the cafe. They didn't see the point in it, one bit. Why should we feel the need to do that? Speaking of reviews. I used to get funny looks from um, someone when I um, when I used to ask clients to put a review up, whether it was for a private dining function, whole gross, barbecue, you name it. If you don't ask, you don't get. That's my fucking saying. Simple. Um, would they have put a review? Would they thought? Would they have thought about putting a review if I didn't ask them? Probably not. I'm the king of blag, apparently, from what uh, from what Charlotte says to me, the co- uh, the missus. I asked the uh, the manager of uh, the golf club that we're at, why he chose our catering company. The golf club were looking for a caterer to, just to do functions for them, the societies, private functions, etc. That was all. They were going to buy in food products themselves, sandwiches, pies, sausage rolls, etc. to put in a hot display cabinet to sell to the members during the week. I asked if they were looking for a caterer full-time to run, to do clubhouse menu and you know, be there full-time. And if they were, could we register our business from there? It was a no-brainer, he said, when I asked him that. I thank you. Again, if you don't ask, you don't fucking get.
Why do white people own so many pets? Because they can't own people anymore. Uh, I love them, the in-laws dearly, don't get me wrong, but when me and him clash, we clashed big time. I wouldn't retaliate though, not out of respect for him, because he was acting like a dick, but out of respect for Charlotte. I don't want to make this sound like I'm attacking him and talk about what I didn't like in regards to when he was cooking, etc., because there's no need to. Another classic, though, springs to mind. He didn't like me serving food, so, say, pate or bloody, I don't know, like doing charcuterie boards, so bloody chorizo or, you know, palm ham on slates. It's unhygienic, you would say. Okay. You go and tell every other chef that, and they'll say exactly the same as I would say. Mind your own fucking business. Unhygienic. Well, if the slates were ignored, i.e. they weren't cleaned like the floor wasn't brushed or mopped and they were used again, then yeah, I'll give it to you. Then they'll be hygienic. Unhygienic. Times that we had to prep for functions, sometimes I'd say, it's okay, I can get it done by myself because it would be quicker and a hell of a lot less hassle. They would question it, of course. All I know is deep down in my gut, I had times where I felt like I I could give it up, the catering company, and Charlotte knows that. Whether she thought that I was being serious is another matter. What was the point, in my opinion, of being not heard or acknowledged, which happened at times where I'd be interrupted and then think, fuck this shit, I'm going off to make a cup of tea. That was how it was. The next bit is where it all got to me. One time when me and the kids met my brother and his partner on the beach, I was offered cider, wine and something else, lethal cocktail, and it was baking hot that day. And by the time Charlotte picked me up and the kids, I was hammered. She was upset and I got aggressive verbally with her because she was saying, you're drunk and I... Don't take kindly to that. When we got home, it carried on from there and I blurted out the words, I never wanted to be part of the woods anyway. That's um, their surname, or her, yeah, her previous surname. Well, that's what Charlotte told me anyway. I don't remember actually saying it. And I did apologise, of course. I did say another load of other stuff, which I don't recall. I guess that what it was was that I couldn't hold it anymore and let my feelings known. I was talking about the partnership, of course, not about me marrying her, etc. <clears throat> Nobody was ever labelled the boss for the catering company or for when we had the cafe, purely because of somebody's ego. As bad as it does sound, I've never been happier in regards to having full control of the company again with my wife. How it all started. I can now order a bag, five kilo bag of dark chocolate without getting any dirty looks or asking why have I bought it for. Sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Or I can buy a bit of catering equipment without being asked a million fucking questions. You have to spend money to make money, I once said at the cafe. Oh, I remember another classic quote. It was when we had first got the keys to the cafe and Dave turned to me looked me straight in the eyes and said, you better not fuck this up. In front of Lynn and Charlotte. Mm. Okay. Well, I never fucked it all up. 
build it that. Lynn, bless her, does still want to help us out with the catering company when she can, and obviously will be paid for it. She has she's had arthritis for a couple of the, for a few years, and is limited to what she can do. But nevertheless, she loves it. Dave basically said to her that we're not taking advantage of them by having the kids or working her but you know to the ground. Cheers, Dave. Thanks for that. But Lynn piped up, bless her, and said to him something along the lines of, I'm helping him out, and there's nothing you can do about it. Good for you, Lynn. It's about time. So when I said working with family was tough, I fucking meant every single word of it. So, this has been the Chef Tales podcast. I've been your host, Maddy Boy, Bobbard, Matthew John, Philip Jones, MJPJ. This is me signing out for this episode. Stay safe. Peace. Should have been signing off, but signing out. Never mind. Life is like a box of chocolates here in Chefburg. Little spoons, wooden spoons, it's a chef blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef tales, woohoo. Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Who look there close Mary Berry. Chef tales, woohoo. These are genuine real tales. None of them include a Gareth Bale. They are ooh, chef tales, woohoo. Every day he's making real chef tales, woohoo.